Amen. Welcome everyone to Woodburn Baptist Church. My name is Tim Harris. I'm pastor here at Woodburn, and it is my honor and privilege to, uh, to welcome you today. All of you in cafe, God bless you all. Perry, Oklahoma, I haven't said hello to you in a long, long time. Brian and Tina Ahern, we love you with our whole hearts. We appreciate our partnership together and uh, ask you to join us in worship today as well. Open your Bibles to Psalm 66. It is Journey Church's one-year anniversary. Isn't that just crazy? And they're talking about going over 200 people. Oh, wow, God bless them. Matt Betts and Don Betts and that launch team left here a year ago. And God has used them to do amazing things, amazing things. So continue to keep them in your prayers. Psalm 66 is where we'll be starting a new message series this morning entitled Sing, Sing. I hope in the process of the next few weeks to completely change your attitude and your mind about what it means to sing. Psalm 66 is a song. It's a song, which means something like, I don't know, in the 500s BC, there was a man who had something to say, and it was coming from a deep place in his heart, and he could have just wrote it out in, in, in prose form, but instead he wrote a song. He composed a song. He put his words to music, and because he did, the people of God were able to sing that song for generation after generation after generation. It winds up in the hymnal, the book of Psalms, the Old Testament book of Psalms, and because of all of that, we still know this song, Psalm 66. That's the power of singing. I've been your pastor for 22 years. If I stopped right now and said, okay, everybody, name five sermons I preached in 22 years. You can't do it. You can't. If I, actually, if I said, hey, y'all, tell me what I preached last week. You can't do it. You, you, you can't do it. However, you will never forget some of the songs we sing. You will never forget some of the songs we sing. That is the power of singing. Psalm 66. Let's read it together. Let's jump in. Psalm 66. It's a command. Shout joyful praises to God all the year. Okay, let's start right there. When's the last time somebody shouted in this church? Well, Oreen. God bless you, Oreen. God bless you, Oreen. And I love it. I love it. I wish that the rest of you had just a teaspoonful of what she's got right there. She shouts. God bless you. You're a gift to our church. What's wrong with the rest of us? What's wrong with us? You go to a ball game, you're like, whoa, I mean, you, you'll be hoarse from screaming at your grandkids' Little League game, <laughs> like screaming at people, like screaming. Uh, you'll be screaming at ball games. You'll, you'll just yell at home watching, you know, Wheel of Fortune, F, F, you know? I, I mean, but come to church and can't get a holy grunt out of you. There's something wrong, deeply wrong in your heart when Wheel of Fortune gets you going, but church leaves you cold. There's something profoundly wrong with us. That's not the sermon. Psalm 66, verse 1. I'm serious. Shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. Sing about the glory of his name. Tell the world how glorious he is. Say to God how awesome are your deeds. Your enemies cringe before your mighty power. Everything on earth will worship you. They will sing your praises, shouting your name in glorious songs. Come and see what God has done. What awesome miracles he performs for people. He made a dry path through the Red Sea, and his people went across on foot. There we rejoiced in him. 
For by his great power, he rules forever. He watches every movement of the nations. Let no rebel rise in defiance. Let the whole world bless our God and loudly sing his praises. Our lives are in his hands and he keeps our feet from stumbling. You have tested us, O God. You have purified us like silver. You captured us in your net and laid the burden of slavery on our backs. Then you put a leader over us. We went through fire and flood, but you brought us to a place of great abundance. Now I come to your temple with burnt offerings to fulfill the vows I made to you. Yes, the sacred vows that I made when I was in deep trouble. That is why I'm sacrificing burnt offerings to you. The best of my rams is a pleasing aroma and a sacrifice of bulls and male goats. Come and listen, all of you who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. For I cried out to him for help, praising him as I spoke. And if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God, who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. Shout, verse 1 says. Sing, verse 2 says. Understand those are commands. There are commands. First thing, you have to understand you were born to sing. Would you turn to the person next to you and tell them, you were born to sing, baby? Yeah. Yeah. Born to sing, baby. In the cafe, y'all were born to sing, baby. Born to sing. Okay, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Because you just heard him sing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just heard him sing. Jesus, you're born to sing, baby. And then y'all both laugh at each other because, yeah. Now, I did not say you're born to sing well. Did not say that. Did not say that. But what exactly does it mean to sing well? And who gets to say and who gets to decide that you don't sing well? Understand, that's sort of a relative uh, evaluation. It shifts and changes through time, through cultures. Have y'all ever heard those, those, those Siberian throat singers in that a country called, what, Tuva? Have you heard that? It's terrible sounding. You'd probably be really good at it. It's horrible. It's horrible. But in Siberia, man, those guys let loose. It's, it's awful. It sounds a lot like when one of our teenagers burps the alphabet. Tuvan throat singer. Look it up on Google, y'all. I mean, look it up. It's horrible. Horrible. And yet, those people were born to do that. Let it rip. Let it rip in Siberia. I mean, sing the way you were born to sing. I'm telling you, you were born to sing. I'm not just saying this to puff you up. I'm not just saying this to get you to sing. I want you to understand you were born for this. I- I'm telling you, you were born to sing. You were born to sing. Psalm 139 says that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, which means God knit you together. And somewhere around 12, 14 weeks, you already had a complete set of vocal cords. Think about that. God knit your vocal cords. He, he stretched and tuned those. You understand that? But, but beyond that, he, he formed your brain. And he connected your brain. He wired it in such a way where music would have a powerful effect over you. He created music to come from a very deep structure in your brain. 
He created you so that when you would sing, your brain would automatically release endorphins to make you feel better. It doesn't matter if you sing well. Understand, you just sing, and your brain does that. You were born for this. You sing, and your spirit lifts. That's biological. That's by design. God made you to sing. Not just that. He made it so that once you learn a song, it goes down somewhere really, really deep in you so that you never really forget it. They just stay with you. It's like, just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a faithful chick that started from this tropic board aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailor man, the skipper brave and sure. Five passengers that sailed that day for a awesome, a three-hour tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, where does that come from? Where did that just come from? We know Gilligan's Island, but where did it come from with you? We never rehearsed that. As a matter of fact, some of you hadn't seen, but when you, I mean, some of you had tears. <laughs> I mean, like, that just comes from a deep place. It's, okay, let's, let's, we could do this all day. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Yeah. Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. And you knew who you were. Yeah, let's now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that still lives somewhere in you. That lives. <laughs> and you knew who you were. It's in there. It's just in there. It's crazy. Edith Bunker is, is in there. Here's a story of a lovely lady. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's all there. It's all there. And you don't think about that, and you haven't thought about it in years, but it's there. You were born for this. I'm not being silly. What in the world? God wired us so that music, so that singing goes somewhere very, very deep. As a matter of fact, he created you so that speech and singing come from two different parts of your brain. So that there would be always things that that you would never be able to say. You would only be able to sing. Understand that? He created you so that music would be connected to a very, very deep emotional place so that sometimes a song or part of a song will take you back and everything is fresh again. I mean, I'm telling you, you were born to sing. I'm telling you, you were born to sing. But, but it's not just that. Look, look amazingly uh, at verse 4. Everything on earth will worship you. They will sing your praises. Everything on earth sings his praises. I mean, understand this very important truth. God made us to sing, and when we do, we are simply joining in what creation is already doing. Now, I'm not being poetic. I'm not exaggerating. This is the way God created the universe. He strung it. He tuned it for singing. At this very moment and from the very beginning of everything, the lowest note in the universe is being sung by a black hole in the cluster of galaxies there in Perseus. This galaxy is approximately 250 million light years away from us, and it constantly sings a B-flat note, 57 octaves below the middle keys on a piano. It's too low for human ears to hear. But that's beside the point. It's not singing to us. Do you understand? 
lowest note in the universe. The humpback whales in the ocean sing songs that can be heard for 10,000 miles underwater. Google it. 10,000 miles song. The rings of Saturn sing. They make sound. They ring throughout the galaxy. Saturn. It's crazy. Beluga whales, they chirp like birds. They chirp and sing and tweet. Everything sings. Everything makes sound. Crickets, cicadas, mice, mosquitoes. You ever, you're going to pick mosquitoes. They make that sound. That's, not, that's, that, that's their wings. They, they make that whistling sound with their wings. But you know what they do? They listen to one another and they harmonize. One mosquito will make its sound harmonize with another. They will continue to adjust until they get it right. Who makes them do that? Amazing. Squirrel scene. They say that outside on the perfect night, you can hear the dirt. Dirt makes sound, which is to say even the ground beneath your feet enters into the song. Do you understand what I'm saying? This isn't just the Bible saying something beautiful. This is creation. This is science. This is how God makes everything to work. He makes everything to sing. This joyful song, what must it sound like in his ears? Created the universe to make music for his own delight. I mean, what must it sound like for him? He can hear it all. They say that planet Earth hums all the time, and they don't exactly know why. They don't even know where the music comes from, but planet Earth hums they think maybe it's got to do with the oscillation of the oceans, but, but one way or the other, planet Earth hums a constant tone. Nobody really knows where it comes from. All I know is the creator strung the planet and tuned it for music. And he did the same thing for you. He did the same thing for me. We were born to sing, and when we sing, we're just simply taking our place in creation. We begin to praise him the way everything that he has made is created to praise him. Do you understand this? Do you understand no matter how bad you sing, you're a little better than a mosquito or a squirrel or the dirt. But everything else just praises him perfectly by just singing the song that God put in it. And that's all we're asking of you. The Bible says shout joyfully. So shout joyfully. You can do that. The Bible says sing. Just sing about the glory of his name. You just sing. It doesn't say sing if you can. It says sing because he's glorious. And he is glorious. You can't sing, but he is glorious. So you sing because he's glorious. Not because it's a concert, because it's not. It's not a concert for any audience but God. And he's the one who strung your vocal cords to make the sound they make. So he must be delighted by it. Sing for him. Just sing for him. The scripture says sing joyful praises to him. All the earth... Everything on earth will worship you. They sing your praises. Everything. Creation testifies to the creator. The visible gives praise and glory to the invisible. This is simply the way God has made everything. Psalm 24 says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So understand the basic truth. All this singing happens all the time by every creature and all singing is for God. It's all for him. It's all to him and for him and by him. All singing is for God. 
and you know that you understand that. It brings him glory, and you were created for this. And somewhere along the way, you got it in your head that you're not good at it, and some of you stopped doing it. Some of you don't like the sound of your own voice, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't sing for him. You need to sing. As I said, your brain is created to begin releasing chemicals that improve your mood. You need to sing. I can tell by the look on your face. I mean, you need to sing. <laughs> Something terrible. You need to sing. You're created for this. And it's for him. It's all for him. It's easy, perhaps, to understand when you're in church. We understand that singing in church is for him. If you really believe that, I think you'd sing better in church, to be honest. I'm not Simon Cow making an evaluation of whether or not you can sing. I'm just saying I think you'd put more of your heart into it if you understood the delight it brings your creator. It's amazing to sing together. It's amazing what the music does. We're born for this. And it's for God. And because it comes from such a deep place in us, those of us who've grown up singing in church, we develop a great attachment to the songs that we sing. It takes us back instantly. It comes from the strongest, most private place in us, and it brings us great joy to remember and sing those songs. I could do it all day long. Man, when I got saved, the congregation was singing. I've wandered far away from God. Now I'm coming home. The paths of sin too long I've tried. Lord, I'm coming home. Coming home. Coming home, nevermore to roam, open wide thine arms of love, Lord, I'm coming home. I came home to that, you all. I mean, that song just lives in me. It lives in me. And instantly when I sing that song, it just takes me back. I was six years old and it was 1971. Now, there's a part of me that wishes we could just sing those songs forever. But, you know, the truth is, I mean, those are the songs for my generation. And we all love the, the hymns we sing in church in the, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. But, but understand, there's a new generation, and they deserve the right to sing their songs too. And, and I'm telling you, as much as I'd kind of like to go back and sing those songs, I wouldn't trade anything for the songs we sing now. I love, I love to sing in Christ alone. My hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the 
of Christ I stand. Oh, man, I love that. We sang that at my son's wedding. So you know what? That song now takes me back to that. I mean, this music, it's all for God. You understand that? He, he, he created us to, to, to know that there are things that we can say, but then there's some things we can only sing. And these are things that we can only sing. Tempted and tried, we're off made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others living about us, never molested, though in the wrong. Farther along, we'll know all about it. Farther along, we'll understand why. Cheer up, my brother, live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all by and by. Yeah. It's, it, it's all for God. All singing is for God. But now you're thinking, all singing is for Pastor Tim, I understand how that singing was for God, but what about the rest of that mess out there? All singing is for God. Is that possibly true? Is there any way that's true? Oh, yeah, you got to understand something. Wherever you find truth, goodness, or beauty, it's from God. Wherever you find truth, beauty, goodness, these things are from God always. Always. The devil has no goodness. The devil has no beauty. There is no truth in him. He is the liar and the father of lies. So wherever you find truth, goodness, beauty, recognize it's from God. It points to the Creator. Now, sometimes there are people singing songs pointing to the Creator, and they don't even know. Kind of the same way the cicadas bringing praise to God and don't even know. You understand? Because it's the way God made us. We're wired for this. And truth is God's truth wherever you find it. Goodness is God's goodness wherever you find it. Beauty is from God wherever you find it. That's why there are also songs that, for me, very much connect to my spiritual life. My life's not compartmentalized. Yours shouldn't be either. So I can hear a song like, A child arrived just the other day. It came to the world in the usual way. But there were bills, planes to cats, and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away. He was talking before I knew it. And as he grew, he said, I'm going to be like you, Dad. You know I'm going to be like you. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, don't know when, but we'll get together then. We know we'll have a good time then. Is that spiritual? <laughs> that, that's about the love I have for my son. It's not separated from my life, but my love for the God in whom I live and move and have my being. Do you understand that? I mean, and, and it's true. There. I don't know anything about Harry Chapin's life of faith, but there's something deeply true about that song. And, and if it's true, it's God's truth. If it's true at all, it's God's truth. And I'm reminding you, there are things that words can't say. You got to sing it. You ever lost anybody? If you've ever lost anybody, then there's no song in the world like, just yesterday morning, 
They let me know you were gone. Susan, the plans they made put an end to you. I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song. Just can't remember who to send it to. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. But I always thought that I'd see you again. Beautiful. Beautiful. When you're grieving, understand there's something true, there's something good, there's something beautiful about those words. And if it's true and if it's good and if it's beautiful, it's, it, it, it points you to God. It may not point everybody to God, but, but we are people of faith. We know where truth and goodness and beauty come from. Surprising places. As I say, I, I don't compartmentalize the, the, these things. I, I just sort of live in this world that God made and I enjoy it. I love my life. I, I sing all kinds of stuff. I mean... When my son was little, you know what my favorite lullaby was? It still is to this day. If I get to hold your baby, this is what I sing in her ear. I sing. She got a smile that it seems to me reminds me of childhood memory when every day was as fresh as a bright blue sky. Y'all know this song? Now and then when I see her face, it takes me away to that special place. And if I stare too long, I'll probably bake down and cry. <laughs> oh, sweet child of mine. Oh, sweet child of mine. Yeah, it's by the famous theologians, Guns and Roses. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my goodness, though, you know, just to hold my son or hold a baby and sing Sweet Child of Mine, you know, it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And, and I'm just trying to help you understand that if it's beautiful, if it's true, if it's good, it's from God. It's just from God. I love all kinds of singing. I love all kinds of music at my funeral. I hope that y'all will sing Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> I, I mean, because... Of, of, of all of the songs ever written, that one gets better every time you hear it. Do y'all know Toxic by Britney Spears? Because if you've heard it, we'll sing it at your funeral too. Once you hear it, you'll say, that's the song for, for my life. Now, here's the thing. God wants us to worship him in truth. What Jesus says, God wants worshipers and those who worship God will worship in spirit and in truth. But, but the important thing to understand is that there are truths that can only be sung. There are certain truths that can only be sung. So if you refuse to sing, there are words of praise that can never leave your mouth. There are heights of praise you can never reach. You understand? Your worship life can never be complete without singing. You're born for this. You're, you're created for this. You, you must sing. That's why the Bible says over and over and over, over 400 references to singing, over 50 direct commands to sing. I mean, 50, over 50 different times the Bible commands you to sing. And, and you're not excused because you don't feel like you can sing or because you don't know the words. I mean, it doesn't matter. You're supposed to sing. You're commanded for this. You're born for this. I'm, I'm telling you, you have a real gift. It, it is a gift, an important gift. So if you're thinking that maybe you need some singing lessons, here you go, just a couple. Number one, first singing lesson, sing because it's commanded. God commands you to sing, so sing. Sing. 
when Rod or anybody else stands up on this stage in this house and we say, sing, you sing. You sing. Not because we're all singing or because you like the song. And it has nothing to do with any of that. You sing because God commands you to sing. And because when you sing, all kinds of spiritual things happen. God moves you. God begins to communicate, and you begin to communicate with God. You're made for this, and you have a gift for this. Understand. So you sing because it's a command. You sing out of obedience. And so for some of us, that's where you need to start. You need to begin singing. You need to sing more. You need to get in your truck and roll up the windows and just start singing, buddy. Just start singing. I don't care if the hound dog cries or howls with you. Let it rip. You just sing. It doesn't matter if your wife doesn't like the sound of your voice. You just let her get used to it. You tell her you're doing that Siberian throat singing, and you just let it go. You just let it go. You sing because God commands it. You do this out of obedience. If for no other reason, you learn to do this out of obedience. You, you sing. You, you sing. But then understand, don't sing just because you love singing. I love singing. I wake up singing every day. My wife, I'm sure there are days she likes to just put the pillow over my face before I wake up. Because if I wake up, I will be singing and dancing. That's just my life. But understand, you're not wired that way. You're not necessarily that way. But we're not talking about singing because you love singing, nor do you keep quiet because you don't like it. This isn't the point. Not whether or not you like singing or don't like singing. You sing because you love the God who made you. You sing because you love God. And because singing is one of the things that he enjoys, and so you sing for him. You sing because you love the God who made you, and he is the God who gives you breath and lungs. It turns out this is one of the primary things breath and lungs are for. To give him glory, to give him praise, to sing. You're created to sing. So sing. You have a gift. Didn't say you could sing well. I said you have a gift. God made you to sing. You were born for this. And when you sing, it brings great delight to the God who made you. So if you know him and you love him, sing for him. Sing for him. Let's pray. God, it is our breath It is our breath passing over vocal cords that make sound. And Lord, we use that breath and those vocal cords, all sorts of things. We talk, we shout, we complain, we curse. Help us to understand, Lord, the vital truth that it is not our breath at all. It's your breath. It's your breath in our lungs. You made the first man out of the dust of the earth, but you breathed your breath into him, and he became a living soul. And from that day forth, you have simply asked that we return your breath to you by praise. It's your breath 
in our lungs, so may we pour out our praise to you. God, there may be those who refuse to sing because they don't know you. There may be those who refuse to sing because they have no song. But God, we know you, and you have put your song in our bones. So God, loosen our lips and open our mouths and give us breath that we might sing your praises until we have no more breath. We pray these things in the name of the God who made us and sings over us. Amen.